to another episode of Money Lab. I'm your host, Matt Carnegie, Carnegie Givenisi, and today we're talking about how to be a boss that doesn't suck. Joining me is the founder of ListenMoneyMatters.com and the co-host of the Listen Money Matters podcast, Andrew Fiebert. Hey, man. How's business? Hey. Uh, good, good. I, I've dug myself out of a ditch I already feel better, and I, I talked to you like two hours ago. It's true. What what <laughs> ditch were you in? I, uh, you know, you know, it's it's. I think it's like mental creep when you have like little tiny things and a swarm of them. Like yeah, like I haven't gotten to intercom emails, like like wow. team. Listen, my matters emails, and so it's just like one or two urgent things mm-hmm. that have been on my mind for days. Interesting. Or like yeah. Gmail things and a lot of open threads. So yeah, you know what? You know what stresses me out? Hmm. You know what? Like like really uh, overwhelms me is is coming up with ideas. Yesterday, you know what I'm talking about? Wait, it stresses you out. Like you're like I have to come up with an episode, and then it stresses you to come up with ideas. No, not urgent ideas. So did you did you happen to listen to Elon Musk on Joe Rogan's podcast? I did not, although I read a lot of people shitting on him about well, it. He smoked pot on the episode. <laughs> I know. It's like, <laughs> I also smoke pot, but dude. Yeah. His stock like <laughs> went down after he did that. I or know. Something. Yeah. <laughs> like once you own a like business in yeah. 10 billion or more, you don't talk about it. Yeah. You don't, yeah. You don't, you don't look reckless on, uh, it doesn't matter. I mean, I thought it was kind of endearing, but he didn't even inhale, dude. If you saw it, he just put it in his mouth and blew it out. He didn't. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. If you look at it, you're like, that's not it. He didn't smoke. He just he went like, <laughs> you know, it's like it's like a kid, like the first time having a cigarette. He's like, and he's like, you just see like a thick cloud of smoke come out of your mouth. You're like, <laughs> and I he, like, know. doesn't cough. <laughs> yeah, I know that didn't go down your 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 into your lungs. Um, Maybe he's a cigar smoker, you know? Yeah. You I just mean, that, that would be that. His mouth. Yeah, for sure. But the, the, my point was, is he talked about like how his brain is constantly thinking of ideas and that it's kind of a nightmare. Huh. Like, and I was just like, wow, that's really interesting that his, like his, he's on this like cycle of just constantly thinking of new inventions and he can't, he can't turn it off. That's crazy. That's not, that's not my problem, but (laughs) it's, I sometimes yesterday I had this idea. So, so, and this is like kind of a tangent, but whatever. It's it's relevant. It's not relevant, but <laughs> it's it's <laughs> business. I'm I'm sitting there with Steph in the morning, and I and I, uh, I had this idea. I've been working on a single beer recipe for an entire year. I'm on wow. my twelfth this yes or uh, over the weekend. I brewed my twelfth batch of it and changing something every time, changing some sort of process or ingredient or something to try to like make the perfect. New England style IPA. I'm just like on this quest. And I was like, I was sitting there going like, I'm doing all this work, like to speed up my brewing process. Like I'm doing like real work, like I would do in my business, but for this hobby. And I'm like, I should write this down. Like I should be journaling this and putting it out as content on Brew Cabin. That's like, 
the quest for the perfect New England IPA or something. Yeah, that, it would be super compelling. Yeah, if you had the time. Right. So I'm sitting here saying it. I'm going like, oh my! I would read that if somebody wrote this like year in the making of like this perfect recipe and like had pictures and it's basically a money lab article. But for a home brewer, I'm like that would be. I would read and digest. I would love that. Mm. <laughs> But that thought overwhelmed me so much. I was like, I have this, I have this tick where if I'm sitting there having an idea, I put my arms over my head and I like stretch, you know, and I just like, uh, it's like, cause I'm stressed. I'm literally stressed, stressed, stressed out. And I stretch out when I stress out. Anyway, <laughs> today's episode is brought to you by Money Lab Pro. You've been asking for it, and I finally made it. Money Lab Pro is a membership where you can access every single one of my online business courses and chat with me and other like-minded business owners in the members-only Money Lab Pro community. You'll also get access to my SEO, monetization, and blogging video courses, my YouTube and podcast video tutorials, my lightning-fast WordPress theme, and so much more. I did the math. And Money Lab Pro includes over 155 over-the-shoulder video lessons and growing. Not to mention it includes access to templates, processes, and spreadsheets that I use to run all my online businesses. And like I mentioned before, Money Lab Pro also includes a members-only community where you can share your ideas and get expert feedback to help you earn more money with your online business. Go to moneylab.co slash pro right now to sign up. It's super affordable and there's no reason not to check it out. That's moneylab.co slash pro. Let's talk about wearing all of the hats. No, let's talk about being being a couple of cool bosses. <laughs> well, just judging <laughs> by the shirt you're wearing, I know you are a cool boss <laughs> i was i was just on uh the fizzle show i just did a, a fizzle show interview a live q a thing that they're gonna put out and of course i'm wearing this shirt and i just got like i so i had to button it all the way up because i was i'm wearing a black shirt underneath it i thought you were gonna say there's gonna be so much chest hair popping well out that's of the... why i wear a black shirt <laughs> it's just like i didn't want to be like it doesn't and it's not like cool good looking chest hair it's like gross white black <laughs> nest of awfulness um thank you for the details <laughs> you're welcome you're i'm welcome. sorry stephanie uh, I'm, this is why black shirts happen underneath very colorful hawaiian shirts is what i'm wearing I look like friggin' magnum pi over here uh so yeah i'm being very cool today in the summer of uh september and i want to talk about you know, what it takes to be a cool boss. Because listen, even if you're a, a solopreneur or like us, we have, I mean, I have a small team, you have a small team. You need help. You and need you help. probably have some sort of help. Yeah, if you're, yeah. And look, believe it or not, you're a boss. Like, that's that's the role mm. that you take. And If you pay someone and they rely on that money, yeah. Yeah. So I want to talk about uh, ways that I think that, look, <clears throat> and I wrote a bunch of uh, things down, but I just want to say this. I have dedicated the latter half of my life to never working for anyone else again, to never having a boss. That was, that's been my driving uh, force, that my driving principle, that the reason I'm even a self-employed person was because 
I just did not want to work for anybody else. And I mm. was like, I'd rather live in a cardboard box on the streets of Philadelphia. The streets of Philadelphia. So I, I'm curious why. It's a good question. I don't, I think it's because one, I've always found uh, being in business interesting. I've, I, I remember uh, when I was a kid, like I was into like the lemonade stand stuff. No, but why wouldn't you want to work for someone else? Because Matt, you can come work for me and you could do business yeah. for me. I, I think it's because I don't like being told what to do. Interesting. I was not. Else? I was not very good in school, and I was. I am. I don't respond well to authority, and I question authority. I'll, like often, if someone tells me something, an opinion, I immediately question it. I go, uh, or my brain immediately finds a better way or a better thing to do. And so you want to be able to execute on your path instead of like what they said. Like I, do it like no. This. Actually, that I don't even know if that's true. I think it's just because I just. Every time I would, and my boss would tell me to do something, if I didn't agree with it, like I would just, it would just suck. Even though I would have mm-hmm. to do it, if I didn't agree and I didn't get like an opportunity to de- like to debate the task, then it was like I was in school. I was just like, oh, I'm always going to be in school. Mm-hmm. And this sucks. I hate school. I'm not, I'm not a school person. I just, I don't, I don't like authority. I don't like people telling me like what to do. I want to take, so, so I know I have a lot of stuff written down. I think we could get through it all. But I think if you take all of those things that you hate yeah, and as you being a boss, yes. like make sure that those are not a thing. Like yes. that's how you are a good boss. A hundred percent. Yes. Because this is like, I don't, I don't, I don't think you knew how to be a boss. I didn't know how to be a boss. You almost like mold it in to what you would want. Yes. I just, and not to say that I've had terrible bosses growing up. That is not what, uh, you know, that's me, not what I, that's not what happened. either. Yeah. But you know, they could be 80% good and you want to fix that 20%. Uh, yeah. And I would say not 80%, but like anytime. Fine. 10% good, <laughs> 90% bad. Yeah. If I, if I ever had like, oh, I, I mean, I definitely have my gripes for sure. Like, a, and I think back on them. I, actually, I, I mean, I have. Uh, recurring dreams about one specific boss because I've spent a lot of time with that one boss. Like I was, mm. the, I, I mean, I was a, I'm a loyal. What employee. kind of time with that boss? No, <laughs> <laughs> normal time. But I was treated. You know, uh, one of the reasons I actually liked working for this company is because my boss treated me like a colleague, even though I was the age of like his daughters. Like I was like his his son. He never had. Mm. But he treated me. He treated me and my opinions uh, with respect, even when I was a low man on the totem pole. Even when I just like started working for him, because I am. I've always been outspoken. If someone says something to me, I am. I'm an outgoing person, so I would just. I would. I'll challenge. I challenge people, and it might and get look, me in trouble, which it did. You'd for be sure. an idiot boss if you stifled people who work for you and like just even if all their opinions were wrong and bad like you should hear that yeah is there anybody that like is there any reason that like i don't know what was the question you asked me uh like what why you didn't want to work for other people like that is is that is that what drives you no that doesn't drive me i i've uh been lucky in that, like, if I work for people that I didn't respect, and that mm-hmm. has happened, I generally just 
did my own thing, checked the boxes. Yeah. And I, you know, that could last for so long before I became restless. And I always try to find someone who's like 5X better than me. Yeah. And just like. Mentor. You know, kind of mentor. Yeah, like yeah. almost like not in a groveling sense, but no. I will do everything and anything you need, and I'll put in every whatever because I'm learning because, from you, right? It's exactly, like, yeah. and th- that was what I had craved. Okay, so what are some things that you think? Like, give me an example of like what would make uh, like what you liked about your boss. So um, one thing I had learned early on, and this was like a phrase that they'd used at, at Lehman Brothers that I, I always just kind of really liked. And I think it embodies like what works is um, you have to give them enough rope to hang themselves with. Okay. Right? Like you, you could be up their ass and monitoring everything they do, but instead you give them enough space so that they can do something amazing. And I guess the rope to hang yourself with is they could also mess up and they could potentially mess up badly. Yeah. And so, you know, reacting to those things is another part of being a good boss. But I think allowing them to, you know, if you hired somebody to come and manage Swim University, Mm -hmm. and I don't know that you planned it like this, but from what you've shown me in my conversations with you, she generally came up with her own process Mm -hmm. and put it all together, and she does it independent of you. Yes. And I imagine that is a big part of retention, is that she did it. Yeah. You know, you allowed her to, and if it didn't work, you have that conversation Yes. But it wasn't like the God from above said, do X, Y, Z. Yes. You know, I think I kind of landed in that one um, ass backwards because I am just, I'd never considered myself a good writer. And I've mm-hmm. always sort of leaned on other people. And have, oh, anybody who's like, who is right, who writes at all, I would always value them over me. Because I, to me, I just I've always just considered myself just an absolute like novice, god awful, like not even worthy of writing a sentence. Which Still, is ironic because you're a very good writer. And again, from back when you were writing five years ago. And again, it's very hard for me to take that compliment. And I will one mm. day maybe get over it, but I don't see that happening anytime soon. But I do believe that I understand that I'm that people say that, and that's flattering. But. When I, but I need somebody with a with writing skill, and I and I value writers because I I, I feel like that is an I, it's a talent that I don't have, and mm. even if I have the talent, I don't like to do it. It's not like my favorite thing for me to do. Same. It's very look. Writing is difficult. Writing is a difficult task, especially if it's close to home. You're like bleeding on a page for hours. Yeah. like that's exhausting. And I need somebody to help me with that. And so, uh, bringing on anybody who is a writer or has writing skills. That I, you know, that are predetermined. I let, I just, yeah. I mean, I trust them and I let them do their thing and I see, you know, and I, and I shape or I help shape. It's not even, mm-hmm. this is the idea of the micromanager. I, my boss, um, who, who like, and I, when I, when I say my boss in the rest of this episode, I'm speaking of one person specifically. Um, and he was a micromanager. He wanted, he had cameras in every fucking orifice in, that's the in, worst across four locations his office was just fucking cameras Mm. and he just micromanaged everything and he did a lot of his own work he did i mean one of the things i admired but then also later learned was kind of stupid was he did all his own work he like he would just he would take over projects and he would just do Mm. them and he would default to himself for everything like everything had to pass through him 
And so he created his own bottleneck in his own business. Yeah. And at the time, I was like, oh, that's cool that like you like he built his own computer system. Like he learned Unix, and like mm. that's how he did everything himself. Tape backups every night, like all that. Like wow, he did all of that and did it like self-taught, which I find admirable. But he would also like the the the, the heater in our where we had a fifty thousand square foot warehouse in this pool company, and the heater went. He spent a week in the fucking heater fixing oh it. He was covered in just black soot and mud and debris and like you know, and I, I, I again I'm like, dude, I'm on the same way. I admire yeah. that, but at the same time, like, well, that was a waste of your time. It was a week of your time gone. It, you know, it's this weird thing because to be an entrepreneur, and I actually hate that word, to be a small business owner sure. for the first year two years like you are forced kind of like you said at the beginning to, to wear, wear like every hat yeah like you who is going to fix the heater you or you're going to pay someone and guess what you have no money or negative money. right and that's the, the crux of that is you can't afford it because you're just starting out this is the guy right. who's been in business for like 50 plus years so but like yeah. that mindset that enabled you to actually be successful and survive and like make it to year three yeah is will actually like stifle you or make you fail yeah going forward because if say with Matt, say it was your job to fix the heater, uh-huh. and he came in every day and was like, "Move over, Matt. Let me show you how to or, fix yeah. the heater." Oh, you or would, even if you'd be miserable. Yeah, you'd want to leave. Like you would have no ownership. Like, let me over. do this. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I that's micromanaging is the worst thing you can do, and it's the most. You know what it is? It's really just like a lack of respect. It's a lack of like yeah. you hired somebody to do a specific job. You hired them because they were you know talented to that job or you were going to help or they wanted to learn their, you know, intern style or like they just want to get started out. Like let them learn on their own. And I say shape because, you know, it's very hard for me as a person. And this is a a term that I use a lot. And I'm sure I've mentioned it on the show where, you know, somebody is doing something or like, even like in my personal life, if someone's like, Oh, you know, I'll start a Facebook event and we'll have a party on Saturday. I'm like, great. All right, cool. Yeah. You do that. But then if I don't see it in like a day or two, I'm like, fuck it, give it to me, I'll do it. Because if you're not you're gonna, used to getting things done, right? You if you're not that, gonna do it, yeah. I'll do it. And and that like reactive anger is not helping anybody, and it's not letting somebody grow, and it's also not appreciating the way that person works because not everyone's gonna work like you, yeah. right? Yeah, and you also may be masking someone who has to leave, yeah. Because uh, how do you know when someone has to leave when maybe something needs to fail to yeah, some degree? Exactly. Yeah. And so micromanaging is like so. Yeah, not being a micromanager is actually something I had on the list, and I call it micro. You know, hovering. You know, like scrutinizing every little fucking detail of their work mm. is like no. I mean, like you, you, you see it, you can evaluate it, and instead of fixing it yourself, you could you know talk to them, you know, have a debate. And not go, I want it done this way. And instead, you can say to them, hey, I think it should be done this way, but what do you think? What are your, what's mm. your opinion on that? And let them, maybe they have an opinion that you've never heard before. And they're like, well, I don't think we should do it that way because blah, blah, blah. And you're like, oh, shit. Yeah, you're right about it. Actually, you know what? Your way is better. Let's do it your way. You know, yeah. Versus like, my way is always better, so just do it my way. That's not... You know, you said grow. this word before about respect and yeah. i think like in that conversation when you ask them you know if they respond at all or yeah. give you an honest response 
you know, you, it's because you built respect. Yeah. And if you had nu- nuked respect by then, they may say, I wouldn't improve anything. Or yes. they're like, you know, they would just default to you. And so you're like, oh, look at me with all the right answers. But you don't have all the right answers. Like, you, you need that feedback. Right. Yeah. And I, I you know, what's the, uh, like, Steve Jobs is like the notorious, like, asshole boss. It's because mm-hmm. he treated, he's treated his employees with no respect. Where instead, like, the same stuff could have been done, you know, like, the same, like, hard work could have been done if you treated them with respect and worked just as hard as they did. So I I imagine, like, there's, like, a bunch of, like, levers or, like, bar graphs of, like, you know, 0% respect or, you know, know, no bar, 100%. And, like, some combination of all of these will retain decent people. Yes. And so, like, he may have given no respect. Maybe they respected him, sure. but it has to be both ways. Yeah. However, he was able to give them amazingly interesting work. Yes. You know, perhaps, like, a 100% full bar, so they would literally, like, trudge through shit and deal with his asshole personality because they could tell their kids, I worked on the first iPhone. Right. It still you know? not doesn't excuse being a shitty boss, though. No, it, it doesn't excuse being an asshole, but I right. think, like... You know, perhaps you could try and get all the bars to the top. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, like, and I think part of that is communicating. Mm. I, we don't have meetings. Like, I, I so I have a, a full time employee. I, I, I say full time roughly because, you know, uh, she is a freelancer and she's, you know, she's not on a time. You have an um, understanding. Yeah. We just like, yeah, we, you know, she's available, you know, during the normal hours. And she's my editor, and, like, she's the only person that I have, like, on my team who is, like, you know, almost fully dedicated to, like, what we're trying to do, which is, you know, build Swim University and Brew Cabin and these other media brands. And we communicate via Slack, and we communicate when we need to. And the thing is, is, like, instead of me – and I say over-communicating because sometimes I think it's worth – there's, you know – there's this idea of like you have Slack, right? You have text messaging. And sometimes as a text messenger, I can be very short with sentences because that's the way I write. And mm. so when you text, sometimes the emotion comes out wrong, which is why I, I try to use emojis as much as I can to make sure that like if I, if I know I'm being short, at least I add a smiley face so you know I'm not yeah. like actually pissed, right? I, I do the same thing. But sometimes if you know me, that could come off as sarcastic. So who knows, mm. right? So if there's a complex... A, a topic that we're, that we that there's going to be some emotional like aspect in, then I will request that we go get on Skype via with video. Right. Same, and that's yeah. So because important. it's like, well, I don't I don't even want to try to because I have to be so thoughtful in my writing on Slack that I'm like, you know what? Screw it. Let's just get on Skype. And even still, like a sentence written with the best intent. Of course. Even expertly crafted could be have five meanings. I mean, look, you and I do it. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes you're like, oh, I just, I hope I wasn't coming off as a dick in my last text. I'm like, you weren't. Yeah. I, yeah, because I, I don't know. I, right. I send you hearts and shit to, <laughs> right. to be like, look, dude, like, yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but I, and I get it, but it's like, yeah, you're still worried about that. So, yeah. And, and over communicating means like, at least to me, uh, with anybody, it's like, look, let's have a dialogue. Let's mm. not. I'm not going to give you like. I don't want to give people. I mean, everyone has their assigned tasks, right? right. Everyone just they know that they, that's the, what they're getting paid to do. But being a taskmaster, like you know, like cracking the whip, 
is just mm. it's a waste of time to be honest and it doesn't let people be creative and it doesn't let people like op- keep an open mind and, and communicate with everybody and so like we don't and when i say over communicate i one of the things i don't mean is have fucking meetings every goddamn week because no i said i was part of a company where we would have a meeting every week every week and it would last for four to five hours it was mm. annoying to the point where I told my boss, hey, you know, call me into the meeting when you need me, but otherwise, like, I'm going to go do work. Because I didn't, like, I'm a social person. I liked meetings. And it basically, if some weeks I'm like, yeah, I'm going to be in the meeting all week, all, all day, because I don't want to do work. You know, it was like a way for me to get yeah. out of doing work because I'm just sitting there, like, fucking doodling or whatever. I would have done this, but, you know, meetings. And- yeah. I'm like, oh, no, I got to get out. Gotta, I got to be at this meeting. Like, no. So here's the thing that was a form of not, that's not over communicating. That's, that's frivolous. That's mm. just that's just one guy who wanted to know what the fuck was going on. That was it, and and he had no way of like commu- he had no way to communicate individually with his team on a on a, on a that made sense. And and for me, like we use Slack to communicate when there's you know a question or a problem or or a request or a debate or something. And then if things you know, are maybe a little bit touchy or, you know, you know, could be taken the wrong way or, or just complex and need, you know, more context. Then we jump on Skype. I, I don't know about you, but I'm on Skype with my team, quote unquote, maybe once a quarter. Mm. And I probably slack twice a week and maybe for 15 to 20 minutes. And that's a, I, but we all have, I our, think it's about our, the same for me. And sometimes it's more if it's needed, like, yeah. Um, I, I try and like get in front of insecurities. So mm-hmm. if, what do you mean? Like I, I tend to make up scenarios in my head yeah. or perhaps like there's this thing. Um, I, I, I'm a, I don't, I don't believe in astrology because I'm a, I'm a Sagittarius, you know? <laughs> right. I, I am a Sagittarius, but it's like, I'm so skeptical of everything ever. Yeah. You know, whatever. So I, I try and like over... I try and get ahead of like if, I don't know, we made a change in the business or something that maybe affects some of the people that work with us, I try and make sure that they know that it has nothing to do with them or I don't know. I I feel like insecurity can breed bad things. So I want them to feel completely secure that I am conveying everything that I feel to them. Yeah. Uh, And that requires a Skype, Mm. right? Because they need to yeah. see your body language. They need to see, you know, if you have remorse or if you have like, you know, they need to they need to be able to read that, which is not in, in text messaging or in Slack communicating like that might come off as like, I'm just being a fucking hard ass boss. And, and that's kind of a dick move. Like, hey, you know, this is the way we're changing it. Tough titties. Like, we're out. You know, like, this is the way it's done now. And it's like, that's it. I feel it's like, like it's worth saying. I don't, I don't know about your Skype sessions, but I feel like mine, I spends less than half of it talking like it's usually listening them yeah because um i i already know what i think and and they don't need to know more yeah you know so there's that uh i don't know where i read this or or what it's from but this idea that like if you're in a meeting and you're the boss the best way to conduct a meeting is to talk last and i don't know the idea of like you should listen because you have a thought. You come into a meeting, you have a thought, and if you like talk, I won't forget what I want. Right. You know? If you come into the meeting with your thought first, then it dictates how the whole meeting is going to go. 
Whereas mm. if you if you stay silent and ask everybody what they think and their opinions are in general, yours might change over the course of that meeting. You know what I mean? And so like yeah. you might actually come up with something better that you wouldn't have known if you were the first one to speak. Mm. And so, yeah, I always try to go into like, yes, there is something that I want to change in the business. There's something that I want to like, maybe it's a bad change. Like I recently, you know, had to, had to make a very drastic change in my business in order to kind of survive to survive. Cause we, you know, I'm, I was trying to build a digital media company and to be honest, like it really didn't work out. And I have, you know, I'm going to write this article about kind of how I failed at scale. You mm. know, it's, it's the, it's the idea of like how I failed at like trying to scale a business quickly. And I had to make a tough decision and it's a decision that like ultimately was going to happen. Right. But I got on Skype with my editor, who's like my basically my team, and I asked first. You know, I was like, look, here's what I'm thinking. What do you think about this idea? Because I, you know, this is a hard, that's a hard conversation for, for me to have. You know that we're on Skype, like I'm talking to you, but like, tell me something good. You know, like, tell me something mm -hmm. that, you know, is helpful. Give me your opinion. Because maybe I didn't think of that. And maybe, you know, especially if you, and again, this is about trust. This is about respect, you know, and go like, what do you think? What do you know? What do we do? Like, how do you feel about this change? Like, what's this going to mean for the future? Blah, blah, blah. And have a discussion, not, not going in like, this is the way it's done. You know, mm. like throw your hands up. Like, yeah, you got to fucking deal with it. You know, it's, that's, that's just, I don't, I would never want my boss to like, come into my office one day at work and go like, guess what? You got to go outside and pick up all the cigarette butts out of the parking lot. I'm like, what? I've never done that. But yeah, well, today's the day. That's your new fucking job, Matt. See ya. <laughs> yeah. Which is actually something that happened to me. So, Oh my yeah. God, dude. That These was a horrible places day. that you worked. <laughs> horrible day. I had to pick up cigarette butts one by one out of a parking lot, out of a gravel parking lot, by the way. So like all rocks. Oh uh, so I, I just, I, I think, you know, rather than like, hey, Matt, we need to pick, you know, there's a problem with the cigarette butts out in the parking lot. What do you think we should do? And I'm like, and now if I said to him, like, well, I mean, we could buy this, you know, and I'm a different person. Like, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a critical thinker. I'm not a, like a, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a team player. You know, like, I want, I want the company to do well. I want to do things effectively and efficiently. And so, if, and, that's, and also, if, he re, if the person, boss, respects me and says, like, Matt, we have a problem with the cigarette butts. What do we do about it? I'm like, well... All right, here's what, I'll, here's what I think I'll do. All right, I'm going to try to use a sweeper and see if I can get them picked up. But if not, like, I'll just get on the floor one by one and pick them up. He's like, all right, that would be great. I appreciate that. Thank you. Way different than go outside and pick up all the cigarette butts with your hands. Yeah. Because what? Well, fuck you. Like, that's, it's, it's a totally different message where the first message and is. And then he owns a solution where maybe you're like, okay, well, what if I got a rake or this or right. that and I can do it in, in an hour? Exactly. And he gave me the problem. Uh, you know, if, if, you, if he gave me the problem first and asked me how I would solve it, what if mm. I came up with a better idea than doing it by hand? And he goes, and, oh shit, like now we're going to employ that at the rest of the, you know, the parking lots that we have to handle. So great. Well I, I done. Expand on that, like I think, like everyone always has ideas. Yes, even if and so, like if they have an idea and it's maybe like eighty percent of what it needs to be, maybe you could hold your tongue 
and just be like, that sounds awesome. Let's do it. Let's try and it. And don't interject. Don't add any of your ideas in so they can own the solution themselves. Like, exactly. And I, I think that like ties in with um, ownership. Like people mm-hmm. need to, yeah. I feel like I beat the dead horse on ownership. I don't think you talked about it at all. Oh, okay. Because I feel like, um, so whenever someone comes onto the team, I want the work that we do together to be like something that they're insanely proud of. And I always like, like use this as uh, your portfolio piece. Yeah. Take all the credit. Yes. Like, you know, our Facebook following, you got it all yourself. You built all of it. Like, I want you to be the champion, whatever, um, because it's my business. I I will probably get the credit by default, but if I could like convey it to them. Yeah. That's it. I mean, like that is, that's it. It's like, how do you get an employee or uh, somebody that you hire as a freelance to feel like they have some ownership in the company when they don't have legal ownership, but they mm-hmm. feel like their work is appreciated and that they want to do a good job in, you know, personally because it's like it's a reflection on them how the company does. And honestly, the way I, I think the way you do that is to incorporate them in the discussion, in the discussion mm-hmm. of like what should we do? And and I guess also give them credit. Like well, I don't yeah, want any totally. credit, you know. Of course. And you know, I I, I one of the things I'm actually really bad at as a boss is giving praise. I'm really bad at that. That's super important. I know. And I wrote down this stupid little thing that I did. I installed Giphy on Slack, which I know okay. is not a way to make praise, but it gives me like I think it's I think it's important to rely on other people for that because I am so not that, but, but my editor might be, and she Mm -hmm. goes, Oh, you know, you know, this writer did a great job on this. And I'm like, you know what? You're right. They did. And then that's the trigger for me to go and say something to them publicly or putting in the Slack channel, do a Giphy, like great job, you know, whatever, like some sort of like grander thing than just you know a sentence it's like i it's a way for me to appreciate it you know even if it's on the internet in like a fun way in a fun way that's not on you know because it's a slack is such a it's just you know it's text on a page and if you say like great job it's like okay but great job with like a cool i don't know it's silly but it's it might be something i have this like uh for remote working tactic that i use sweet tactic where i uh i i don't usually give praise like uh within that context yeah so like we did this thing it completed oh my god great job like in the middle of a conversation on something else i was like by the way i just want you to know that i really appreciate the work that you're doing yeah and whatever thing that you did and mention the thing from last week whatever um i i think uh genuine like appreciation is super important that like that they know that you notice yeah the work they're putting in do you think a bad boss can become a good boss yeah i i think it is really hard though um i think 
it one it it has nothing to do with money so you're not so if you are a shitty boss you're not going to fix it by giving them a 20% raise right. you're just going to be a shitty boss that gave them a raise yeah um i think uh you know you said you slack or i'm sorry you skype like maybe every quarter that's and because not you on pro- not on a it's not on a schedule or anything. No, but. no. But I think that maybe that is more of a factor of your current relationship. Yes. Um, and with the team. And so maybe you need to do weekly or bi-weekly chats where you seed uh, space and give praise and just kind of win that respect. Like it, it doesn't work if there's not a mutual respect. Yeah, and maybe a lack of respect is a wrong hire for you and your business. Yeah. I mean, if uh if I had somebody working for me who I wasn't like thrilled with their performance, it, you know, after giving them the ta- the ample time to prove themselves, then they're just the wrong hire. That's mm. it. And that's okay, you know, and and let them let them flourish somewhere else where they would be a right hire. And I've certainly had that. I've certainly had people who came in and, and I, I really like, you know, did the open mind. And that's none of, none of this really, you know, I guess fortunately for me is, is, is really conscious. I mean, I'm a, it's, me, it's me in hindsight going like, oh, okay, like, am I being a good boss? Oh, okay, well, I guess, yeah, because I would mm-hmm. like working for me, you know, like, but I didn't, I, that wasn't, it wasn't like I'm, I read a book and I'm like, I'm employing all these fucking tactics and I'm going to be an awesome, yeah. you know, it's not. It's no, just, I mean, but as, as you go, you kind of develop your yeah, approach. Yeah. Uh, it just, it's definitely like, yeah, uh, trial and error and, and, and just adapting. But I think, I mean, I've definitely had people on the team where like I've given them ample time to like let them do their thing and just their thing just wasn't working out or they've, or in the case of like your, your, that let them let them hang themselves, give them enough rope to let them hang themselves. <laughs> morbid, uh, you know, most like morbid. I only analogy. Morbid, yeah. <laughs> but I've done that, and p- I've had people quit over sh- being so stressed out, but not stressed that I employed on them. Mm. It wasn't my fault that I would. I didn't overload them at work. They overload themselves at work, and, and they say, "I can't take this. I don't like this job." I'm like, "Okay." So you clearly find out very quickly, actually, that it's a bad hire for the company. Because you know, it's like they, you know, that they had they had a certain task to do. It's not a hard task. You were hired for that task, and I didn't give them. I didn't overload them with things to do. It was I didn't give them deadlines or, or you know, they let them dictate everything. And it's yeah, it just happens sometimes, and that's okay. It's totally fine because I've definitely taken jobs where I was like, this not for me, man. Totally not right, for right. me. I feel like as a, a business owner, you kind of like wear this like fixer hat and you tend to things are broken you just kind of fix them and uh, i usually in turn if like something with somebody isn't working out i feel like that is your fault. my fault right, right. Or, or like maybe it is their fault but i can control me and right. maybe i could do things to fix it and i think that you have to be really careful because some things aren't can't fixable. be fixed yeah or shouldn't be fixed yeah and you really and, the only way to know that is by trial and error right i I try to like skew really nice. You know, I, I try to be the one to discuss raises before they may even yeah. feel whatever. Um, but then when something goes awry, like I, I tend to be a little short and nasty. Yeah. And it's like this rare thing so that they, I, I guess I'm worried that I'll eventually get taken advantage of if I'm only nice. Sure. And easy. And they have to respect you. I mean, it's, yeah, it's a vice versa. Right. Thing. 
if you had to like put a, make a list of like three things that you should pay attention to um if you, I actually wrote it, it down when we were talking the okay beginning. so so three things that you think uh if you were like let's say you're because you have how many people do you have on your team now so we're getting another dev starting October. So it'll be two two devs, uh, two writers, two social people, me and Laura. Okay. I think that's everybody. So I only have four. Uh, I will have four. More is not better. And that, that's not like, a, look at me. I have no, 100. I know. Impl- well, it's, I don't it's, think that's a goal. No, I, I'd, I'd rather ha- have four people who are multi-talented than, you know, 10 people who have individual talents, you know, cause I think like you're basically hiring other entrepreneurs like yourself or other business yeah. owners, you know, that can all work together. Aside from devs, we, we have almost no one full time. It's more of, yeah, it's you know, freelance. not relying on a single person or blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But on the list. So there's, you know, space, giving them the space enough rope to hang themselves with. Sure. I think interesting work is super important. Like yeah. projects, things that challenge them. They have to see growth, and if you don't think that they see growth, you have to perhaps paint a picture of where and what they can grow into. Wait, that is a great that is a great tip because I I didn't even think about this, but I tend to share growth numbers mm. like just in Slack conversations. I'm like, oh, you know that article that you did, you know, two months ago. It's now number one on Google. It's like, oh shit, really? It's like, yeah, yeah. Then that cool. But like, I'm super fucking happy about it, and I'm telling you because you did it. You know, and I, it's, I like and to I, say like fifty thousand people visited have the spent an average of five minutes on that article. Yeah, that's like bigger than the city that I live in. Can you imagine? Yeah. And like, in context like that, it's powerful, and it is powerful, right? And and it, it does make people feel ownership because you're sharing mm. the behind the scenes. Like my boss at all of my companies never told us as a group how much money our company made, how many customers we had, how much we were how much we grew from the previous month to the previous year like we never saw those numbers. So we mm. were just blindly just doing the like robotic tasks in the dark and there was one time where my I I actually had to ask my boss to put on a sale, a hot tub sale uh, across all of our retail stores and I was like I I'm like, let me do this. Let me just do this one sale. I'm like, I will handle everything. You know, it's going to be ridiculous. And it was in our in our like shittiest month for sales that I because I asked him like, what's our shittiest month? October. Good. I'm going to do it in October. I put this whole fucking thing together, dude. We had the biggest sale we've ever had. It, it turned out to be. It turned out to like work like gangbusters because I just mm-hmm. not that I did everything right, but it was like all of this knowledge that I had been building up. Like I finally got to use it all. And like show my strength. And then my boss just took it and said, great work. Let's do it again next week. I'm like, no, 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 no. You can't do a sale two weeks in a row. It doesn't sound sales work. He's like, yeah, we did the following week and it completely tanked. And I was like, and then it just completely shit on my original one. And it was like, oh, it didn't work again. I'm like, yeah, what? Damn it. Like I just <sighs> lost all of that like mojo, but I still have yeah. the story in my head, but it's like it didn't help at the time and it's like I think I got no praise for it. I got no like, dude, like, oh my god, we did the best ever. I'm like I, I looked at the numbers, I'm like, did we just like kill this month? He's like, Yeah, I'm like, that's awesome. He's like, Yeah. I was like, All right, fuck me then, right? Okay, good. Move on. <laughs> He's like, Yeah, I want more. I want more money. I'm like, Ugh. 
fuck you. Anyway, so what are the three? And what's that? You said that was one. What was it? What was it? I, I actually I have more. I'll, okay. I'll just like rattle them. So, yeah. so that was growth. Uh, I think ownership is su- super important. Maybe ties in with a few others. Yeah. Uh, mutual respect. Yeah. And just like measured praise and encouragement. Like too much is is too much and yeah. too much is insincere it could be insinc- it could be seen as insincere yeah yeah and not enough is just like screw that guy right. or girl oh like yeah you do your job you know yeah that kind of thing if you could just be genuine about it i think uh, and, may- and maybe like one other one that maybe falls into whatever is like you you have to give credit yeah like let give credit people where credit get is due. I-, I never want any credit for anything because i get enough credit through just wh- whatever Being the you owner. know what you did yeah right Give it to them. What about? Um, oh, I thought I, I think I lost it. Shit. Hmm. Like I was thinking. Um, you were saying that, and I was thinking about uh, credit. Credit or credit? Oh fuck me! Why can't I remember it now? It's <laughs> well, like I, I, I'm, I feel like if I just talk enough, it'll come back to me. I'll, just, like, I'll tell you what. Okay. I'll talk. Usually, I, right. I space cadet. You save me, and then eight seconds in, I'm like, oh, I got it. Right. But I feel like. From working with me, you probably see very common things of how I approach yeah. whatever. Like um, in our our work together, like it is super important for me that you get value, mm-hmm. you know, because as long as you are good, yeah, then like we are good. We are. Or yeah. I, I I I'm not worried about taking care of me. I could take care of me or get what I need when I need it. Right. You know. But if you're doing bad, like, and so I think um, to kind of like flip that, you know, th- making sure that they have enough work, you know, maybe you know people you can introduce them to. Yeah. I also think uh, a lot of this can be can be like negated if you just hire right in the beginning, like meaning mm. you found somebody through their application process or their interview process that like you respect from day one. And you're like, dude, I'm, I'm hiring somebody fucking kick ass. Mm. And immediately, so from day one, you're like, dude, this, this person is going to like, this is it. This is going to be good. And I think if you can hire people like that, which are going to cost more, I mean, not all, not all the time, but like, you know, if you hire a seasoned professional, they're going to cost more. And if you hire somebody who's like, you know, you could find a diamond in the rough who's like they're just fresh out of college or whatever, and they're just looking for their first job, and they happen to be like a mega, like a rock star, or whatever. Uh, I think if you just find if you have, if you have a good interview process, if you have a good application process, you can find like super talented people right up front. Dude, you said like diamond in the rough. I think I only only like go after diamonds yeah. in the rough. Which is like a tough, I want it's a tough road though. It's hard, like because you you know how Laura and I pay yeah. certain people and the stories, and I, I want you to want to do something for X that is super good, like a like a, a good number for us, and then I will add 20% on top. Like, no, 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 let's do it for, and then I yeah. can, I don't know. I think hiring is like part of the equation, I think. You know, and just because you, uh, like you see, that, like they want to work with you because of your body of work, perhaps. Mm-hmm. And like, wow, Money Lab, Swim University, awesome. Matt, yeah. like I just want to work with you. Yeah. And you. I have no doubt you get emails like this, but then you have to like continue it because <laughs> right. that that like whatever in the beginning will we'll crash really quick yeah. when they find out like Matt's a super asshole. Yeah, or he doesn't know what the he, fuck he's doing. <laughs> right. <laughs> 
<laughs> when they find that out, it's like, oh, man. Well, I guess it's not all, you know, unicorns and rose petals. <laughs> God damn. Anyway, I mean, I think that's all I got, dude. I don't know about you. Mm. you I thought it was pretty solid. Sweet. Yeah. All right. Well, listen, uh, I want to thank the Duke Daniel. Yes. That's who I want to thank for my middle name this week, Carnegie. And I believe I'm saying it right, Carnegie, like C-A-R-N-E-G-I-E. Yeah. I, I, I mean, it could be something else. It could have been like Carnegie, and I'm like, oh, is that like a reference <laughs> it, I don't know? Do you, you know yeah, Carnegie? Yeah, Carnegie, like Carnegie Hall yeah. and the, the uh, uh, Carnegie, the ways to influence people or whatever it is, or how to, how to win friends and influence people. I feel like he's, he's saying you're like a, a magistrate or Got something it. or like a, you know. Yeah. So that was, that was nice. Yeah. Thanks, Daniel. I, I had to find some people to get like really shitty names for you. I don't want you to have only good <laughs> only names. Only good ones. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Stop build your ego up too much. Dude. Uh, Daniel is is like. He's the one. Day one, man. Like day mm. one. Listen, money matters. What do I want to call? What do you call like? Like somebody who's just been there since like the beginning like awesome a, a veteran yeah it's, a vet- it's not a yeah it's just yeah it's great if you have any questions or topics you want us to talk about in the show email me matt at moneylab.co and also feel free to send me new middle name suggestions i'm open to try new ones out every single week or every single day mm-hmm. in this case because we're daily for this month and if you like this show please subscribe on apple Podcasts, overcast Pocket Casts, spotify or wherever you normally listen to podcasts and leave a review because could use some reviews, baby. Pretty, pretty, please. Pretty, please. Also, if you really like love the show, tell your friends about it. That's it, man. Go Sweet. be a good boss. Go be a... I will try. One day at a time. Go be a boss. <laughs> a cool boss. And watch Matt's rap video on being a boss. The boss. <laughs> Google it. Thanks for listening. That's it. Bye. <laughs> Please tell your friends about this show. <laughs>